are the Attic Aficionado, and I am your basement buddies. Hear ye, hear ye, all gather to hear Master Joe. From this point forward, we are going to call them Bridgewaters. Detroit is a dumpster fire. Philadelphia's a dumpster fire. Doug Peterson is not a good coach. Nobody cares about fantasy, Sean. Nobody. Washington is the team that beats Pittsburgh. They won the game they needed to win. Greg Williams should never step foot in an NFL locker room. You good? You got it all out? Juju Smith-Schuster being knocked back into the TikTok world. Grow and grow and grow. It's reps and reps and reps. Aha, aha, aha. Just throw and throw and throw and throw. Terrible, terrible, terrible defense. And we don't recognize boundaries in 2020. That has to make you happy as a Buffalo fan. I'm all, leave me alone. This is the best. Because he's not a quarterback, so does those still count as QB hits? Sorry. We love you guys. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Out of Bounds podcast, Out of Bounds and the Z. Don't forget to come check us out on all your favorite streaming platforms, including the one you're listening to. Uh, come check us out on the Facebook page, again, Out of Bounds and the Z, and the Facebook group where people like Sean Lawler, my cohort, my uh, Canadian cousin, um, is always commenting on things, usually about once a day when he's allowed to get on the internet. And also, we're joined by a special guest tonight, Mr. Dan Picor from the Snowflake Sports Podcast. Dan, tell everybody hello out there. Hello, hello. Glad to be on. Big fan of the pod. Uh, and congrats on 2K downloads. That's amazing. Hold on. That's, listen, yes. Thank you very much. Uh, I will say this, Dan has been a huge supporter from the very beginning. Uh, he, had, of course, had his, his podcast, which I listen to every week. And, uh, you know questions and i've been on his and and i'm so glad this is well well overdue so i'm so glad that you're here tonight dan but we have a lot of news um if you listen to our emergency podcast while sean was out killing innocent animals in the canadian wilderness uh he was not on it but we did talk about the biggest news which was dak prescott i wanted to give you guys a chance to basically what were your thoughts when this happened um uh, again, you can listen to my mind. We're basically like unbelievable. Couldn't believe it happened so quickly. Couldn't believe the, the money. Um, Dan, you're the guest. So we're going to make Sean sit and wait. Uh, what were your thoughts when you saw this? So I don't know. So like he obviously had the leverage in this whole situation because we saw what happened when he got hurt. And it was like the Tony Deducci or whatever that guy was. And he was <laughs> awful. And like their defense is terrible. So they really have to carry on Dak throwing like 400 yards a game. So they really couldn't, like, budge on the money because it's like they really needed him. Um, but then it's just – I didn't mind the $40 million a year, like, shorter kind of thing. It's the 126 guarantee that really bothered me and the fact that, like, he's coming off an injury. Like, I think you said that it was, like, front-ended, right? On, yeah. Like, most it, of it's, it's – well, it's the largest first year ever. It's a $9 million base salary with $66 million at this time of signing. So – it's $75 million the first year. His last year, he'll be, he'll be making $34 million, which, again, if you project the cap out, that's going to be a bargain. And, again, we went over it in the pod. Like, he has a no-trade clause, a no-tag clause. So, at the end of those four years, he can walk if he doesn't like the situation. I mean, yeah, the sticker shock was definitely surprising. You're like, you know, wow, four years, $160 million. And then you're like, guarantees. You're like, wait a minute. Hold on. What? So... Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. It's definitely surprising and just so much leverage for a player, again, coming off injury. And I mentioned it on the pod last night. I mean, yeah, he was co-rookie of the year, but no all-pro selections, uh, no NFC championship games, 
no, you know, single season touchdown leader. Season like, like, and I think he's an okay quarterback, but he's not getting paid like an okay quarterback. Um, Sean, what did you think when you saw the news? Uh, glad to be back on the pod. Uh, you know, editing that episode was really good. You and uh, Lewis did a really great job talking about our friend Dak. Um, I'm sorry you're so jealous of Canadian geese being way tougher than American bald eagles. Um, whoa, whoa, oh, whoa, whoa. So how many have- Canadian geese have you seen in a zoo? <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. It's because yeah. we, it's yeah. we eat the motherfuckers. That's why. <laughs> Shit, no. Go look up a video. Don't fuck your shit up. <laughs> All right, what do you think of Dak? Come on. <laughs> I, I, lo- I loved it for Dak. Um, it's, it doesn't really matter as long as you're a confident quarterback in the NFL. When your contract comes up, you're going to get paid. The baseline is Jameis Winston. That's, that's probably the best quarterback that didn't get paid at the end of their rookie contract that you would have potentially thought could have been signed. Dak is better than Jameis Winston. <laughs> so he's going to get paid. And then the next quarterback that's better than Jameis Winston, they're going to get paid. Kirk Cousins got paid like, what was it, 90 guaranteed? Like a it was full? 87 million for three years. Yeah. 100% guaranteed? Yes. Yeah. So I'd take Dak Prescott over Kirk Cousins. Uh, listen, you you know my feelings of of <laughs> Kirk Cousins and and all that is is absolutely true. I guess to me, it, it's it's still just so surprising because again, I think he's an okay quarterback. Like you said, Jameis was the I guess the standard bearer of what the limitations is. Maybe it's twenty nine interceptions and below gets you a double you know a double <laughs> digit paycheck or something. Dan, I don't know if you saw this in the news. This this is kind of tangential with the Dak news. Is <laughs> for some unknown reason, uh, the Baltimore Ravens were talked. You know, somebody asked their GM about. You know, basically, is this going to affect the uh, Lamar Jackson contract? And he's like, in no way, shape, or form will the Dak Prescott situation affect the Lamar Jackson situation. Which number one, duh, because Dak was a free agent. Um, but number two. A duh. Like, <laughs> um, you guys are both Buffalo Bills fans. Josh Allen is going to come up. I believe this year is is eligible for an extension. Dan, I think Josh Allen is better than Dak Prescott. Sean does not. He thinks he's a bum. But what? we're going to deal with we're going to deal with you. <laughs> I will not take what, that slander. What do you think is a fair deal coming out of this? Because again, different situations and all this, but. What do you think is a fair deal for Josh Allen? Is this the new norm or is this just an anomaly? Uh, I I think it's the new norm. I mean, basically, you surround him with all these weapons, so it is a little difficult to, like, if you pay him the bank, you're going to might have to drop a Cole Beasley. Like, Matt Milano looks like he's about to walk uh, for linebackers, mm-hmm. so it's like the defense might not be as good, but, like, mm-hmm. the ascension from the second year to the third year is just incredible. And if he's even remotely close to that, that's totally fine. If he's even like below what he was last year, I think you could still almost break the bank for him. Um, and he's yeah. just been, he's just like everything about Buffalo. Like, you know, like whole like working class kind of person, like mm-hmm. from middle of nowhere, California. Like he's just embrace the city. You gotta, you gotta give him the bank. In my opinion. Yeah, I agree. He's actually the one quarterback coming up soon that I'm least scared about just because I think even if he does come down a little bit, he still has that athleticism, but like, hit, okay, if you say like, okay, I think he completed 
what high 60%, you know, completion percentage this year. So, okay, bring it down to the mid sixties. You can still work with that. And like you said, I mean, they gave up the draft picks for Stefan Diggs, which was a huge improvement. But once you start, you know, you get the money settled, whether it's, you know, re-signing Diggs, you know, what happens, you get those draft picks in, this is where the organization really needs to make their bank. And that's the concern coming out of Dallas is, you know, they can pick high end talent, but they can't seem to like fill in those gaps when players go out and stuff. I mean, you guys have had it in Buffalo and everything like that. Sean, my question to you before we move on to the, the last thing here is, who do you think, actually, this is for both of you, but Sean, I'll let you answer first. Who do you think basically won this deal? To me, it's Dak and a runaway, but who do you think won the deal? Is it Dallas for getting a quarterback for four years at presumably cost control once these new TV contracts come in? Or is it Dak Prescott for getting so much guarantee coming off the injury and basically saying, don't talk to me for three years. I have a no trade clause and everything else. Yeah, that's a good question. I It's Dak. Dak's the only one I can actually answer. Dallas is TBD because it all depends what they get the next two years. Because basically it's all based on his performance over the next two years as to this will be, if he's a service, like a really good quarterback in two years, this is going to be a great contract for Dallas in years three and four. So if you're in years three or four of a Dak Prescott Renaissance, you're laughing two years from now. Yeah. Dan, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with Sean. It's really, like, you think, like, oh, Dax get all this guaranteed money. Um, like, he obviously wins this, but what if he's balling out? What if he's, you know, going to NFC Championship game? I don't really see that because, like, Mike McCarthy is their coach, so, like, they're going <laughs> to blow up, obviously. Um, but, like, good for Dax. Details, know, details. Yeah. yeah, he's a great guy. Like, he's going to get a ton of money. I think he completely deserved it. Pay no attention to the man underneath the headset. That's what Mike McCarthy's saying right now and, and going into 2021. Um, all right, let's move on to the, uh, our our second topic before we get to our big uh, our big idea for tonight. I didn't, didn't want to give it out. So um, today was the franchise tag deadline. There was a lot of reports that it was going to get moved back because the league still has not established the salary cap, the actual price tag for the franchise tags, um, compensatory picks, all, basically everything with the new league year. They still have not determined all this. But the 4 o'clock deadline did happen today, and we had 10 players down three from last year. There was 13. I'm going to read these names off to you. Well, really it was nine because the Cowboys did tag Dak just as a procedural method. So really nine players other than him signed. Um, Bronco safety Justin Simmons. Sean, you and I talked about that. We kind of expect a long-term deal to happen. This was just to keep him in-house. Uh, Jets safety Marcus May. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, Dan. Kind of shoulder shrugged. Like, okay. Uh, Washington guard Brandon Sheriff. I was kind of surprised. I thought maybe they wouldn't tie up that much money. I, I like him as a player, but I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it when we're done. Uh, Buccaneers wide receiver Chris Godwin putting Shaquille Barrett on the open market. Um, the Bucks did re-sign Levante David two years, $25 million. So he is staying in Tampa, but Shaq Barrett does hit free agency. Jaguars offensive tackle Cam Robinson. They've got about $900 billion in cap space, so they're okay. Uh, Giants defensive lineman Leonard Williams, remember, traded from the Jets to the Giants. This one hurts. I'm not going to lie, guys. Bears wide receiver Allen Robinson. I wanted to see him in New England, and I don't want to give up picks for him. So, uh, <laughs> um, 
Panthers offensive tackle Taylor Motten. Again, Sean, I think you and I talked about that was one that was pretty much everybody knew. And I have to say the surprise of the bunch, Saints safety Marcus Williams. Um, Dan, of that list, give me which tag makes the most sense and which tag makes the least sense. Uh, actually, I kind of like the Chris Godwin for the Bucks, uh, just because it's like their defense is we saw it all in the Super Bowl. It's incredible. Uh, I know Shaq Barrett's right on the market, like, but he might leave. But I mean, you still got Vita Veda. Like, is Sue is he gone? I forget. Sue's a free agent, but I mean, right. there's talks that he's going to try and come back. I mean, they're going to try and run this back with as many as they can. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just like you got if you have Devin White, if you have Levante David, if you've got uh, I forget who is it, Antoine Winfield Jr. Don't you sleep on my boy. That's my boy. <laughs> oh, it's you, baby. Uh, and, like, so I think they're fine if they lose that. But, like, you got to keep Brady happy. You got to keep the wide receivers um, mm-hmm. together. And I think I just I got to go with you with the Saints. Uh, the safety, I forget his name. I, Marcus just, Williams, yeah. It's, yeah it's, no, it's okay. like, you let one Minnesota miracle happen and everybody's crushing it for it. <laughs> Sean, how about you? Uh, tag that makes the most sense, tag that makes the least amount of sense. I really wanted to take the Godwin one. Um, and maybe there's no rules. Uh, yeah, that's fine. I'll take it as well. Because I'm getting ready for our next exercise. When I got to Tampa Bay, I was looking at the roster and you saw how many people are probably going to want to come bring it back, like what they actually have. Because Wikipedia has already got uh, separated out for who's uh, free agents and not. And who they already still have under contract, you sign Godwin and you basically got the offense covered. Yep. And then you're just looking after the defense in the draft and free agency. So that's it's a no brainer to bring Godwin back because Shaq Barrett, I love him. He took a step down this year versus last year. I had him in a fantasy league with defensive players, and he was really good last year. This year, he wasn't as good. So I think they're just going to try and see what they can pick up on the open market or draft. I let you finish your thought, but I'm so disappointed. Sean, nobody cares about fantasy, Sean. Nobody. All right. I can, Not I can Sean. Especially IDPs. That's great. I will, you go listen, I will end this right now. I'll end it. I didn't have my will. Zoom window open because I was don't. like, I want to treat it like a regular pod don't. where I can't see Joe's face while don't. I say this. <laughs> don't, don't think I won't end it. All right. What about your least uh making sense tag <sighs> who's the jaguars tag jaguars tags offensive lineman cam robinson that one makes sense um yeah i don't know it's they all made sense alan robinson like you better have a plan you, that that yeah. one you you gotta have a plan you gotta have a quarterback coming in like right now nick Foles is the only quarterback on the roster Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to bring something in or otherwise Allen Robinson's going to, it, it'll be him and Deshaun Watson. They'll be yeah. sitting on the sidelines. You know, if it, like, it's hard for one guy to do it, but you get two guys together, mm-hmm. maybe you get a third, maybe a fourth, you know, goes wild from there, but. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. Again, I don't think there's really any wrong answers. Um, my, the one that makes most sense to me, from a team perspective is obviously the Jaguars offensive tackle Cam Robinson tackles make a lot of money. You have a lot of money. So you franchise them, you try and bring them back. You have a rookie quarterback coming in. So you don't want to try and fill that left tackle position with an overpriced veteran. He's been in your system. 
now granted it's a new system with urban Meyer, but you know, there is something to it. So you, you make this decision. The one that I don't understand, and I'm not saying that he's not a good player <clears throat> is the jets with safety. Marcus may you traded away a starting safety last year. Now, granted you got picks. That's fine, but you didn't want to pay him money. I hate to tell you guys this, but franchise tags cost money. And my question is, is I'm not a big fan of the previous Jets player who was traded. I thought it was a good trade for the Jets, but for what they got back, but who's a better player? Is it Marcus May that you just paid a whole bunch of money to? No, obviously it's Adams, but Marcus May I mean, actually cost like, there? Right? Okay, like, I get that, but you know, if you drop a whole bunch of money right in his lap and you say, "Hey, listen, we want you to be the centerpiece around here," then maybe that you know makes a difference. You know, it's kind of like, "Oh, I would never kill anybody." Somebody walks in with five hundred thousand dollars cash in the briefcase, and all of a sudden, I'm you know stealing a car and driving to Canada. Sorry, Sean. <laughs> you know, like them to be the brakes sometimes. Well, that so, escalated quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, like, okay, the Jets, like, oh, I don't want to, you know. I don't, I don't want to pay, you know, Jamal Adams top safety money. It's like, well, but we're going to pay Marcus May top safety money. It's like, what the hell's going on here? So, uh, yeah, again, there's a ton of news in the NFL uh, that we could get to, but we don't want to talk about that. We want to have fun. And we came up with a fun exercise. We've talked about it in the Ringer NFL group, which is a fun place to go once in a while. And uh, so tonight we're going to go through all 32 teams. And basically this exercise is, you have to, you get to pick, not have to, you get to, you get to pick one player from the team's history, but, but they cannot be a current player and they have to be retired before Peyton Manning. Basically we set Peyton Manning as the benchmark. So Peyton Manning cannot be chosen for any team. And you get this player at the peak of their powers for this team. So if you pick Randy Moss, you could pick him for the Vikings, or you could pick him for the Patriots. But he also played for the Raiders. I don't think you want to pick him. He also played for the 49ers. I don't think you want to pick him. So, again, it's at the, the height Titans. of their powers. <laughs> I didn't want to keep going and going, but, yes, the Titans also. So. That one shocked me in my research. <laughs> I was like, whoa, Randy Moss played? Yeah. So you're getting that player at the peak of their powers, and, oh, man, the way I listed this, this is terrible. We're going to start out with you guys's. I need to let you go first. It's the Buffalo Bills. Yes. And which one of you is older? Actually, you know what? It doesn't matter who's older. Dan, you're the guest. Who did you pick for the Buffalo Bills? Uh, I think this is, like, so obvious. And if, Sean, if you don't have the same one, I am shaming you as a Bills fan. And it is uh, Bruce Smith, the all-time leading uh, sack leader. Um, mm -hmm. It's just like you miss out on J.J. Watt. Their biggest need is, like – defensive or not front for pressure yeah. <laughs> and so why not just put bruce smith in you got trey white on you know covering everyone you got josh allen mm -hmm. stephon diggs like that's a super bowl winning team right there so. yeah. sean what was yeah. yours i can uh i had him for the longest time on my sheet um and then i i changed him because I want that offense humming. I want Thurman. I want Thurman I Thomas. Oh. <laughs> I want Thurman Thomas. Like I, I was like Jim Kelly was throwing up mad numbers back in the day with the wide receivers. You got the wide receiver. You got the quarterback. Let's bring in the running back. We don't have to draft. Now we can draft a D end. Maybe somebody falls. <laughs> the thirty-two. The thirty-two. Oh wait, that was our draft. Never mind. <laughs> I, I think we got the fourth best one around there. We could. 
So, or or a versatile linebacker that can put his hand down. Who knows? Who knows? So we, but that offense is going to be lights out with Thurman Thomas. So we ju- we just talked about how Josh Allen is taking a step and he's great, but now you want to take the ball out of his hands and give it to Thurman Thomas twenty eight times a game. Great thinking, buddy. Uh, well, Thurman my, Thomas will be a ball catcher now. He I knows. know. I know. He was very good. Uh, my pick was also, Dan, you are correct. It's Bruce Smith. I mean, that's the guy. You put him right there, and basically you're going to be able to put a couple, you know, average to above average people next to him, and they're going to be able to create pressure, which is something that Buffalo has had some trouble with in the past couple of years. Um, staying in division, moving on to the next team, the Miami Dolphins. Um, Sean, let's start with you this time. So who who'd you take for Miami? You had you had some great names out there, some winners, some real winners. But I want to give Devontae Parker a great quarterback. We're going Dan Marino. We're bringing back Dan Marino. The defense is really good. They have a really good defense. I think they can do some really good things. And mm-hmm. I think Dan Marino unlocks that offense. And I, I love Tua. This is not a slight against Tua. This is Dan, an absolute slight against Tua, just so you know. Dan and I Marino would use in it. 2021? Mm-hmm. He might throw go for 7,000 yards. <laughs> yeah, like, go back to his numbers. Like, this is like putting Gretz, this is like putting like one of your NHL scores from today back in the 80s. Like, Gretzky's 200 points might be in jeopardy. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. Um, I mean, you're wrong, but you're right. Uh, I actually went on the defensive side for Miami. I picked outside edge. Jason Taylor, people forget how good he was. And, he was great, um, great. Miami has a really good pass defense. They were actually the number one ranked defense in the NFL until the last week of the season where he got the shit kicked out of them. They ended up number six. But if you get pressure, you know, they've tried to find guys after Jason Taylor. Cameron Wake filled that for a little while, but they were never as good as Taylor. So I think you put Jason Taylor on that defense. It makes a step. The offense, even with two and all that, is limited or as kind of up and down as they are. Now you have a defense that can create more turnovers, stop drives, and help Miami some more on top of what they did last year. Um, Dan, who do you take for Miami? Yeah, so I was, I'm going to go with uh, Ricky Williams just to be fun with oh, it. Uh, oh, yeah, back. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Okay. A little pressure off um, mm-hmm. and just be able to hand the ball off, some like dump screens, and just like plow over, you know, those smaller linebackers or those slot corners. Uh, it'll just be fun, you know. That's like, good. I, you is know what? legal now in the NFL? Well, I don't think so. No, uh, it's getting there. It's, it's getting, getting there. there but yeah. you, you might have to there. wait till then. You have to wait till then. All right. All right. Again, staying in division. I just went through divisions the way ESPN had it. So don't yell at me. I'm going to go first this time. The New England Patriots. I actually selected um, running back Curtis Martin. Um, people forget that the first couple of years he was in the league, he was with New England. Then he went to the Jets because, you know, fuck him. But Curtis Martin, you know, last year, New England had one of the best offensive lines in football. They don't know what they're doing at quarterback. They, they do have some pieces on defense. If you assume pre-agency draft, all that, I would love Curtis Martin in the modern NFL. You know, he was quick. He was fast. He, he was strong. You know, he could do all the things that you want running backs to do now. And I just don't think they're going to be able to stop him. So you, again, if you have a limited offense, he helps create some space on offense and, I just love him, and I wanted to be able to pick him. So, Dan, who did you select for New England? I'm going with a former NFL or not, so Super Bowl MVP Dion Branch because they have no one to th- throw to. That's a good one. So, That's a good um, one too. And I didn't, I didn't want to pick Moss here because, like, I forgot he played like three years at the Patriots. I thought it was like one or two. Um, it was kind that of was, yeah. That. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> but like Branch, I felt like he was just more of a staple in that team. Like maybe you could like throw Dante Stallworth in there, but not really. Um, and they just they have no one at wide receiver. It's just absolute Br- joke. Branch catches 115 balls every year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. that's no, that's a good. I like that. Dion's yeah, a great pick. That's a great one, Sean. Yeah, I was looking at Troy Brown for a little bit, but then I went Willie McGinnis because he's a versatile D end and linebacker. <laughs> Love Willie. He would do so well in the NFL today. Mm-hmm. So, and like, if you told Belichick today he could have Willie McGinnis, we might see him have an orgasm. <laughs> it, it, it would be like having Khalil Mack. Yeah. He yeah. could play D end. He could play outside linebacker. He could do all those things. And he, it, Dan, you look a little, you look a little, <laughs> maybe I was overstepping my boundaries, but I think people forget how good Willie was. Oh no, he was great. I was just thinking of a Bill Belichick orgasm. Would it be like, oh, uh, okay, we're moving on. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Was that good for you? Yes. Okay. It was so good. All right, we're on to Conolingus. Um, <laughs> all right, the next, the next team is the New Jersey Jets. Mutual. Uh, Dan, Dan, it is your selection. Who did you pick for the for the Jersey Jets here? Jersey Jets. They don't have a lot of good players right like joe david arguably is completely overrated he just won uh, he is. Um, <laughs> and that was it so i went with uh kevin mawai i don't even oh, know kevin mawai yeah, oh yeah. yeah seven seven time first team all pro uh you have to fix everything so why not start with the line um mm-hmm. so that's where i went that's a I, that's a great pick why is a very underrated player uh sean um, I'm going with somebody that has already been taken off the board. I went with New York Jets, Curtis Martin, on this one because I thought they could use him at running back there. I was they, looking at Joe Namath there for a quarterback, but I wanted Curtis Martin. Again, makes total sense. He played a long time in, in Jersey and was a great running back, you know, over 10,000 yards. Totally makes sense. Screw you. Um, but it's a, it's a great pick. I took kind of Dan, your line of thinking. I took center Nick Mangold. Um, again, I think you could argue, you know, who was better, Mawai or Mangold. Uh, Mawai is a great pick. I love Mangold back to his Ohio State days. You know, him and DeBrickishaw Ferguson were, you know, making tons of room for, you know, players for a long time on that line. Again, you have Becton on the line. I think they should draft Sewell. You put Nick Mangold at center, all of a sudden, there's not a defensive line in football that's not going to walk in there and be like, this is going to be a tough one today. So, yeah, you're right. You build on the line. Totally makes sense. Um, Sean, it is your turn. We're moving on to the Baltimore Ravens. Let's get that deer antler spray because we're going Ray Lewis. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. (sighs) I mean, it, it totally makes sense. Yeah, totally makes sense. I I wanted that defense like absolutely just humming. I want them back mm-hmm. in the heyday. They bring back Yannick and Gawkway. You got your secondary there, rip roaring around, and let's bring Ray Lewis to organize the chaos. Yeah, yeah. When I think of organized chaos, I think Ray Lewis. <laughs> um, my my pick is again to shore up that defense, but mine is safety Ed Reed. Uh, again, Baltimore's front seven, they always find guys to put in. They make trades. They do all that stuff. Ed Reed in today's NFL. Oof. Oof. 
I mean, he might pick off 15, 20 passes. I mean, he, he might cripple guys. He was just everywhere, and it totally makes sense. to uh, Everything that you said about the defense, Sean, absolutely right. Just take out all the hokiness of Ray Lewis and put in Ed Reed. So that's my selection. Uh, Dan, who do you have for the Baltimore Ravens? So both great players, uh, but I have to stick with Sean and pick Ray Lewis just for the pregame rituals of Wilson coming out. And <laughs> Don't like, ah, like he, he just hypes his team. He hypes his team up. You got that the court, that middle linebacker is so important, especially now oh, yeah. when you have two linebackers playing. So mm-hmm. like, why not get one of the best middle linebackers that ever played? You can Which call, abs- you already have Dev- well, I forget his name, Devernway. No. I'm forgetting his name, but they well, have oh Humphrey, yeah. Marlon Humphrey. He's a like corner. A lights out yeah. corner. And I guess, yeah, mm-hmm. I guess Ed Reed's still safety, but it's still like a secondary kind of thing. I, I don't know. Ray Lewis rules. So, so I'll just sign Earl Thomas. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, somebody was right about Earl Thomas. I can't remember who. All right. Uh, it is my turn. Uh, we are on to the Cincinnati Bengals, and I take Hall of Famer offensive lineman Anthony Munoz. Um, again, you're going to – you got to shore up that line. Joe Burrow just totally makes sense. And by Sean, your reaction, I'm assuming that you're not going to like that I went first on that one. But, Dan, it is your turn. So so what is your choice here? I also also pick Anthony Munoz. Uh, Three-way sweep. In 81 and 88. Uh, mm-hmm. and what we saw Joe Burrow running around, I don't know a better pick than this one. So, yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Sean, you, you're saying a, a three peat, a clean a three way sweep here. Yeah. That's this our is... first one. That might yeah. be our only one. So uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, no, I wasn't again, fucking like, around with the Bengals. <laughs> no, no. It's like, no, I'm not, no, I'm not taking Chris Collinsworth. I'm not, no, no, <laughs> no need for boomer. <laughs> no, no. All right, uh, so that, Dan, you go next. The Cleveland Browns, a long-storied history, but not necessarily the best player. So who do you take? Yeah, so, I mean, all the problems last year was they couldn't defend the pass for their lives. So I, I went with uh, Tom Darden at safety, uh, who okay. beats all-time, or their all-time leader in interceptions. Um, so just get some picks, give the ball back to Baker Mayfield, let you know Nick Chubb run hundred times or whatever mm-hmm. uh so totally makes sense yep sean oh uh yeah i was looking at the defense too um there was a few options but i wanted to get crazy baker mayfield can run we're bringing back the wing t we're bringing in jim brown <laughs> and we're just gonna run 300 yards a game Jim Brown's never going out of bounds. <laughs> He's <laughs> trucking over everybody. Uh, and we get at his prime was his career because yeah. he didn't play that long. <laughs> so no. there's there's no bad parts that anybody could say. Yeah. It was really hard not to pick Jim Brown. There actually might be a bounty gate with uh with him and Nick Chubb in the back. Like, like <laughs> hey, I bet you I can knock out two defenders this game. No, I bet you I can get three. And they're like, you know, betting on the sidelines. It is it <laughs> is much mal- just whipping around there. <laughs> yeah. it, it is malpractice that I did not pick Jim Brown, but again, I like their running game. I do not like their quarterback. And you know what? I fixed that. You went old school, Sean. That made a lot of sense. I also went old school. Bring me back Autogram. You know what? Let's do it. 
The guy could run the ball. He could throw the ball. You're telling me Otto Graham can't pass the ball as well as Baker Mayfield? Now, we can do this. I'm bringing back Otto Graham to quarterback the Cleveland Browns and to lead them to the 2021 NFL title. And it won't be the Super Bowl because when he won them, they were NFL titles. And I'm an old man, so I'm sticking with Otto Graham. Um, All right, up next, Sean, you go first. The Pittsburgh Steelers. This was a tough one, man. Go ahead. Give me your selection. Yeah, um, James Conner, love you. Great story. You, you've you done well for what you can. Give me Franco Harris. I'm, uh, he, he's running all over the place. He is the safety valve for Ben Roethlisberger. He is, he's mm-hmm. running around everybody. That That's who I want, Franco Harris. I want some highlights. The defense is good. The, de- the defense is fine. You had a ton yeah. of options there. Um, you could have gone offensive line, but I want some, I want some highlights to go with those wide receivers. Yeah. I, uh, everything you said, I also said Franco Harris. I, I almost picked Mike Webster just because, uh, with Pouncey retiring, you have a hall of fame center, you go in there and you know, he plays, but obviously, I mean, you compare errors, Mike Webster played small as a center compared to what it is now. I still think Franco Harris could be a good running back in today's NFL, but we're taking them at their best. So yes, I also select Franco Harris for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Dan, who did you pick? So I picked uh, Alan Faneca. Uh, oh, Alan Faneca. Yeah, yeah, Faneca. Yeah. Uh, they had the worst run offense ever, and I think he'll help with that, you know, with those zone reads and those kind of shifting mm-hmm. out. Um, Al- so. Yeah, Alan Faneca is, is an incredible, incredible player. Uh, living in the Pittsburgh area, I saw him play. And he was always a guy that, like, I hated that he played for Pittsburgh. And then when he left, he went to the Jets, so I hated him even more. But it's like, damn it, you're so good. Like, you just – yeah, he was incredible. That's, a again, a great pickup for Pittsburgh. All right, uh, Sean, it is your turn, I believe. And no, I just we went. Are... No, okay, so it's my turn. Okay, we are on to the Houston Texans. Now, I will say this. This was a tough one. I should have been clear that you could have used the Houston Oilers, but we'll leave it with the Texans, or you guys could cheat because, you know, you're Bills fans, so that's what you do. Um, I Are you serious? Running. Are you actually serious? <laughs> I select. I don't know what you're talking about, Dan. We, we have so much time. Come on, we got to move on. Uh, I selected running back Arian Foster. Um, people forget, you know, he was really good. He was a top five rusher in the league uh, before he went vegan and got some injuries. But again, Deshaun Watson, if he's the quarterback or whatever you're doing, you need a sound run game. They really haven't had that. So I, I bring back Arian Foster. Uh, Dan, uh, now that you've uh, gotten all that out, um, <laughs> who do you pick for Houston? Uh, so I did not put the Oilers in Houston's realm because mm-hmm. I feel like it's Titans. It's still mm-hmm. not weird. Even if same. the city is the same. Yeah. Um, so I just I just picked Ed Reed because he's the only Hall of Famer and he played there for like <laughs> half a season or whatever. So – um, so old Ed Reed goes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> old Ed Reed. Let's go. It's, it's not. It's not. It's not bad for what they currently have. Yeah. I I was the same right, as Dan. Sean, who like, was your selection? Yeah, I was the same as Dan. Um, the Houston Oilers are in the Tennessee Titans lineage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but you know, we got rid of a uh, target. So I want to bring in a target, Andre Johnson. Mm-hmm. so that you know that's how deep their history goes <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's not. the old vet in their hall of fame 
Yeah, not pretty. Not pretty. Um, moving on, this is an interesting one. Dan, we're going to go with you. The Indianapolis Colts. Uh, who did you pick for them? All right. I know we already brought fancy. We got to bring it again. Um, and I am sick and tired of T.Y. Hilton going for like 150 yards one game. And then the next three games, he has 15 each. Uh, and I stupidly pick up every time. So cut <laughs> T.Y. Hilton. Bring back Marvin Harrison. Let's go with Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, give Carson Wentz as many options as he possibly can to recover from the abysmal season he had last year. You're a guest. I've already used it once. I'll allow it. This is your hall pass. But if it comes up again, you're getting the yell. It's coming your way. Sean, I'm going to move on. I'm breathing. Who did you pick for the Indianapolis Colts? Well, they weren't doing this back when this guy played. Um, but uh, they weren't doing fantasy. Just wanted to say that. Uh, but I picked Dwight Freeney. Cause I, I want to help out mm -hmm. that defense. Um, I Dwight Freeney's excellent played excellent for them. Uh, you've mentioned him a number of times on the pod. I think I've mentioned him before. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, we've got to help out Carson Wentz as much yeah. as we can. Absolutely agree. Um, I almost went with Bob Sanders, the safety, just because of how good he was. I think people forget, you know, before the injuries, he was really good, but I did stay on the offense to help manage Carson Wentz and his turnovers and his lack of being able to throw the ball. It's amazing. You want Marvin Harrison when we're not sure Carson Wentz can actually complete the ball to him, but that's a good one, Dan. I'm going to give him a safety valve. I'm going to give him Edrin James. Edrin James. Um, again, you want to talk about fantasy. This was a guy, him and LT were basically the two best complete and Marshall Falk were the best complete running backs of their time. They were catching the ball. You know, they were running the ball. So I'm going to give and. That says a lot because I do like Indianapolis's running backs right now. I just think James gives you something else. So again, he's he's a guy that can help move the chains and, and drive the ball down the field. Uh, it is your turn, Sean. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> so who'd you pick? Their history. Um, I you're drafting Trevor Lawrence. Let's give them. To let's give him Tony Baselli. Let's help out the offensive line. Tony Vaselli is in the short history, one of their better greats. Um, so that's my choice. Mine too. He should absolutely be in the hall of fame. It's a shame that mm -hmm. he's not, he was so dominant. And again, I think, you know, I, you know, me guys, I'm a hall of fame snob, but when I see Tony Vaselli, I look at him. I'm like that he's it. Like I just look at him. I'm like, yeah, he's a hall of famer. Duh. Like, why not? I don't need advanced stats. I don't need, like, oh, his pass block percentage was 70. Shut up. I don't want to hear it. Like, the guy was great. So, yes, that's who Jacksonville gets. Dan, who's your selection? Us, uh, another sweep. I also picked Tony Vasselli. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, baby. Man. All right. Great guys. Yeah. I, mean, I agree with everything that everyone said. He's just a Hall of Fame player. When you look at him, uh, mm. you bring in Trevor Lawrence, right? You got to protect him as much as possible. So, Yep, definitely. Love that we agree. Uh, I don't think we're going to agree on the next one. I think it's my turn. The Tennessee Titans, which if you guys want to use the Oilers, that's fair. Um, I actually selected, this is a, a little weird one because I'm not a huge fan, but in today's NFL, I think he uh, makes a difference. Quarterback Vince Young. Oh. 
I, I think you have an offense with Derrick Henry. I think you, you know, the pieces on defense, you need help with that. I know there's some really great players in, in the Titans history in the Oilers history on defense, you know, on offense, you have Earl Campbell. I don't want to replace Derrick Henry. Vince Young with this modern offense, <clears throat> he was held back by Jeff Fisher. I mean, let's not lie. So again, I think this is a wild card. This is probably my craziest pick, but I, again, that's just who I pick. Uh, Dan, who do you select? Yeah, so I'm going to keep it in the quarterback round, but actually pick a good quarterback. Um, and uh, I pick Ward Moon uh, oh, just to air it out. That's, like, Ward yeah. Moon with A.J. Brown would be ridiculous. Yeah. And, like, Ryan Tannehill, I think, is great. And, like, great mm-hmm. for this team and the way they run the play action and open up, yep. you know, A.J. Brown on the field. But just, like, Ward Moon could do whatever yep. in this offense. Um, I Listen – Totally agree. I didn't even think of the Houston Oilers and honest, because like I said, I, so that's a great pick. If I had to do it again, I'd probably pick War Moon. So I love War Moon, but you got me. All right, Sean, what's your pick? Uh, mine is Bruce Matthews on the offensive yeah. line. I'm yeah. going to shore them up. And uh, that's, that was my choice. I want, I get Houston Oilers and Tennessee Titans, Bruce Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> in all of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You cover every base. It's there. <laughs> now that's again, great selections. Those are, are really good. Um, I think we might have a clean sweep for the next one. I think it's Dan. Is it your turn? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, the Denver Broncos. Uh, so I know that I love drew lock, you know, I pretended like to do the Dougie and, you know, put it on for his city, but you got to go with John Elway. First off, right, it takes him out of president of operations. So, like, that's a win for their front office. I know he stepped out as GM, but he's still going to fuck up the draft. Like, we all know it. Um, So, put him, put one of the greatest at quarterback there at the helm. You got KJ Hamler, you got uh, Jerry Judy, right? Like, Mm -hmm. just throw the ball all all day. Cortland Sutton, yeah. And really oh, in the yeah. space time in the space time continuum, this is the most fun scenario where you take young John Elway, put him in present day, and then you screw over old John Elway. So really everybody wins. Um, Sean, how about you? Well, we just have to freeze old like president of operations John Elway. We cryogenically freeze him and no, then no. we bring in the new one. But yeah, it's it's John Elway. You absolutely no. like John who better to play for the Broncos than John Elway. He's looking for himself. Yeah. So who so, better than himself? <laughs> yeah. He's probably still going to want to see the measurement card though. Um, yeah. I, I'm a complete agreement. Clean sweep. John Elway. Uh, next team, Kansas city chiefs. Uh, Sean, this is your pick. All right. That defense needs some help. They have a wrecker in their history. I'm going Derek Thomas. Uh, he's, he, he's going to fly around on this field. He's going to love, love playing in the NFL today. He's going to, he, he was a great tackler as it was. So Mm -hmm. he's not going to be phased by any of the rule changes at all. Yeah. He might actually kill somebody. Uh, it was really hard not to pick Derek Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was really hard. And I love Derek Thomas. I loved watching him. Um, but you know what? I want to take this high-powered Chiefs offense, and I want to make it even more high-powered. That's why I'm giving them running back Priest Holmes. Uh, there was a period of time where Priest Holmes was the, uh, I mean, insane, better than Ladini mm. Tomlinson. I mean, he was, you know, single-season touchdown record, all this stuff. You put him in that offense with these weapons, they might score 45 a game. No joke. 
they might score 45 a game. So yeah, I want to help improve a middling defense. No, no, no. I want the extra peanuts, chocolate syrup, diced strawberries on top of my already delicious ice cream sundae. So that's Priest Holmes. That's who I'm giving them. Uh, Dan, who are you giving them? Yeah, so I'm still traumatized from this year's Super Bowl with how bad the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line was with one person went down. It's like, I know you had to shift like three people around, but uh, so I went with Will Shields at guard. Um, Just have more uh, depth at that position. Like they're loaded everywhere else. Like even on defense, I feel like they're fine with Honey Badger and uh, Chris Jones Mm -hmm. and everything. So Mm -hmm. it's just like, help out the line more. Try to protect Mahomes. I know this is like a theme of the ones I've yeah. but no, that, listen, that's a great pick. And there, there's a couple offensive linemen I have coming up. So that's again a great, great pick. Um, we're gonna move on to the the Las Vegas Raiders. Obviously, they've only been in Vegas for about uh one hot minute here, so we're including all of Raiders history. Um, mine is going to be running back Bo Jackson. Oof. Uh again. Bo at his pinnacle was maybe the scariest athlete in, in the last 50 years of what he could do. And you put him in the modern NFL. He was already running over guys. Now that you have like, you know, uh, in some ways, smaller linemen, the way they play, they don't play, you know, the big 320 pounders on the line all the time. I mean, he just might, again, just run over people. Uh, Dan, who do you take for the Raiders? Uh I have Charles Woodson at safety just because I remember him just like flying around getting these crazy picks and just like, I don't know, just the like so emblematic of the like Raiders nation kind of like mm-hmm. Oakland kind of thing. So let's bring him yeah. back. Oh yeah, nope, that's, makes, that's makes a great sense. pick. Like pick Woodson when he was able to fly around at safety. Like that was ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing back Howie Long. I'm, br- I'm making oh, that line great again. Let's mm-hmm. let's get that sweet lie, uh, edge rusher, and he's just he's gonna love it. He he was huge at the time. He'll be fine now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. He will be. All right, now great picks, guys. I love them. I love them. I love when we all have different you know ideas of the way we want to do it. Um, the next pick, the Los Angeles, formerly San Diego Chargers. So Dan, this is your selection. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to pick the late great uh, Junior Seau. Um, yeah. Just kind of, I mean, they have a pretty good defense when they're healthy. I mean, with Joey Bosa, and he's just like wrecking havoc. Uh, but just like yeah. help that side out. Like the offense seems pretty fine with mm-hmm. like Herbert at the helm. You got Keenan Allen. They're just, he's just throwing it deep to them. Uh, so let's, let's uh, bring the defense back. Yeah. Sean? Same. I went with Junior Seau. I was like, yeah, they'll be healthy. Uh, everybody's going to be healthy, so why not add Junior Seau to that? And that's a dominant defense. Um, he'll, he'll be great. He can cover. He was, he was great at coverage as well, so mm-hmm. he's perfect for this type of football. You're absolutely right. I mean, Seau, you know, you guys talked about earlier with Ray Lewis and Junior Seau was kind of in the mold of that, you know, a little bit before. Just could play the run really aggressively, play the pass, do all that. Again, it's really hard not to pick Junior. It, it was it kind of was on my paper for a little while in my head. Um, but I decided to help out the offense just a little bit. Um, they had a, a really great tight end there for a long time. I'd like to give him another great tight end for a long time. Kellen Winslow. Uh, people forget how good he was. Uh, you know, Senior, at right? 
Yeah, it's Kelly, yeah, not Junior, not <laughs> Junior. Uh, that's a whole other story. Uh, but Kellen Winslow Sr., again, he was doing things that tight ends at the time weren't really doing, like kind of how we think of Tony Gonzalez putting all these passing numbers and receiving numbers out of reach. Kellen Winslow was doing the same thing just, you know, 25 years earlier. So, again, Junior Sale, perfect pick. I would never argue with it. But I'm just a little different, so I give them Kellen Winslow. That is all the AFC teams. That is the end of part one. There will be a second part with the NFC teams that should be loaded up, ready to go for you, as well as our final thoughts. Uh, please subscribe and follow for, at the Out of Bounds with the Z podcast. That's Out of Bounds with the Z. You can hear me on the Charity Stripe Commentary podcast with Trey Hill and Marcus Wilson talking about the basketball, NBA, a little bit of NCAA occasionally. And please Follow and subscribe Dan Pecora's podcast, the Snowflake Sports Podcast, on all your podcasting platforms. Thanks. Have a great one. Bye. Healthcare is because you have clogged arteries. You have to. Have <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's one of those like, oh yeah, okay, I guess. We're yeah, gonna make you sick. You and die. So. <laughs> Hey, I've got a belly right here. So. <laughs> oh, he did. I remember Mark Titus on one of, like, back in the teed up days, he said, or no, it was when he was writing, he said, like, and he was like, in Canada, they have a double big man. <laughs> I hate, listen, I'll take a quadruple cheeseburger this, this big. Yeah, this fucking uh, big. Uh, you guys never had the double big Mac? No. No. Have you ever heard of the chicken big bang bang? Like yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. How was that? never heard of that. So you take, you buy two McChickens and then the McDouble. You take like the buns off and you put the McChicken like in the bun. What disgusting. Like, you could put the bun on top too. Just so it's you people like, are gross. gross. No yeah. wonder I've made, no wonder I put you in Canada South. I, God, <laughs> you people. Actually, you know what? Before we get, sorry, I, I, we will get to it. The best thing that ever happened is, so Morgan Spurlock makes supersize me. McDonald's gets such bad press that they get rid of the supersize meals, right? Yeah. Burger King goes the other way. They they keep their extra large, but they get rid of the name. Their extra larges are now their larges. Their larges are the medium. So when you go to Burger King and you order a medium pop, and it's pop, not soda, but when you order a medium pop, it's their old larges. All they did was just get rid of the smallest size and kept everything the same. Burger King was like, yeah, we don't care. Sure, yeah, we'll we'll shrink things up. No, they just changed the names. That's why I go to Burger King. Did well, they... Burger King 